Welcome to Conversations from the Edge with ServiceLogic, your educational podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of the HVAC and mechanical service industry. Find out how we can help you increase efficiency and how we deliver excellent service in the real world. Hello and welcome to Conversations from the Edge, a podcast brought to you by ServiceLogic. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. As technical products, software, or ideas come to light, ServiceLogic wants to ensure you are seeing them and that you have the ability to watch these at your leisure. And I'm pleased to bring on our guest for today. Nathan Sollenberger is the co-creator of the Safety Deck product. Ryan Kerfeen is also the co-creator of the Safety Deck product. And of course, we have Greg Crumpton, who is VP of Service Logic. Thank you all, gentlemen, for being with me today. Michelle, thank you for uh, joining us today and bringing uh, Nathan and Ryan to us. As, uh, as you know, we always try to find products that are suitable for what we're trying to do for our customers as well as for our contractors. And this is another little piece of uh, gold we felt like needed to get some daylight on it. And uh, we're happy to bring it out today. And I'm very excited, Greg, to get in this conversation as well. So before we do, I would love to get a brief bio, if we can, from our guests so people can learn a little bit more about who they're about to hear from. So, Ryan, starting with you, do you want to give us a kind of brief professional bio, if you can? Sure. I've worked in the HVAC industry since 2001. I've been involved, uh, you know, mechanical service, controls and automation, and equipment. And uh, this is the equipment side of the business is kind of what gave birth to the idea for Safety Deck. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but that's um, that's kind of a quick story professionally about how I arrived here on this podcast to talk about Safety Deck. Perfect. And Nathan? Hi, uh, my name is Nathan Sollenberger. I, uh, I have been working with the Safety Deck product for the past uh, two or three years now and um, in the industry for about seven years, uh, working a little bit on the control side as well as um, some fluid side and now in the equipment realm. Perfect. So let's dive into this conversation. Let's start off with getting a little more context if we can. What is the Safety Deck Permanent Safety Railing Solution and how does it work? Yeah, so this this is an equipment safety railing system that we designed for protection um, for falls at height and designed this product around that with uh, safety tie-off shackles and kind of designed it around this OSHA compliance system that is uh, 1926 and 1910. And kind of as we as we jump into that, I, I mentioned those because those are the two key standards that safety really encompasses when it comes to falls. Uh, so for 1910, at four foot, it requires fall protection. And 1926, at six foot, it requires fall protection. So, you know, 95, 99% of the equipment that you're servicing and maintaining, it's going to automatically be over that four to six foot threshold. So safety and tie-off points are required at that at that step. Well, Nathan, it, it's certainly important, you know, for us as a company, we have 5,500 employees and about 3,500 of those are in the field. So any time that we can, you know, look at products to help make our technicians and uh, those that are working on equipment uh, have a, a better, safer a work platform or, or situation, we're always looking for that kind of uh, product. So interested to learn more about this as we go. You know, Greg, there's a funny part of the backstory that this this is an EH&S ask. So it was environmental health, health and safety from a client. 
that we service and they said, look, we want to put fall fall protection tie off on these these condensers and they're they're um, commercial off the shelf condensers. They're not custom, right? Which is probably the majority of the products that your people are servicing are uh, standard condensers. They don't have the structural integrity for a fall point. And you, um, you know, you just can't tie off when you're up there easily. And that kind of is the, the, the idea that led to the development of, of safety deck. So let's dive a little deeper here because this really is about preventing the worst case scenario, which a lot of times companies don't think about until after the fact. So what are we looking at when it comes to situations that can be avoided by making sure a proper safety system is in place from an employee standpoint, as well as the companies? Yeah. So year after year, I mean, the past 10 years or however long they've had their their data keeping, OSHA. Um, you know, highest list, number one every year. And, you know, from that, 35% of all of the OSHA recorded deaths are related to falls to lower levels. Um, so you kind of take that a step further then, 40% of those recorded deaths are within the height that Safety Deck kind of encompasses. So that it's no small number when you actually look at you know, what that looks like in terms of height. It doesn't have to be something that's very, you know, very tall. Um, so if you, I guess, then talk about the the financials behind that, each fall that you have pretty much exclusively goes over the $100,000 threshold for a company. And then if you do end up having a fatality, I mean, it exceeds a million pretty quickly. So this is something for us where it's it's a good insurance for you know, safety of the employees, safety of the workers, to keep everyone kind of. And when you when you look at safety deck, um, it's important to think about it as a tool. You know, work isn't all that bad when you've got the right tools, and the right tool in the right situation to let a mechanic do a job safely and quickly is super important. When we're looking at equipment downtimes, we're looking at quickly and accurately diagnosing a problem. And then professionally uh, and quickly uh, making a repair to get a piece of equipment back online. This is where Safety Deck really is is something that's unique. Um, You can access the condenser fans um, quickly. You can access them safely. And you can can get your work done and you're on to the next service call. You're, You're home for the day. Um, your your life goes on. You you don't never have to worry about a situation that's too risky. You know, a lot of these service calls occur at night. It's raining, um, maybe snowing. There could be ice involved. Um, safe access to the work area is is critical in reducing risk for for all of our people. You know, from a building owner's perspective, from a service contractor's perspective, anybody who's up there has anything to do with keeping that building running. Uh, this is an important piece of kit for them. Ryan, that's a really good piece you, you just said there. Um, we we hear more and more from our owners that they want to ensure that we as contractors are operating safe on their property. You know, it gets to be a whole insurance litigation issue um, and, you know, not to take it totally into the business realm. Uh, away from the health and human safety aspect, but the two have to kind of play with each other in in the same sandbox. And I think having uh, owners that are keenly aware of what's going on 
and contractors keenly aware of what's going on is a great thing. And having a product that, you know, we can showcase uh, to the owner, this is how we're going to safely perform the work. I think that's really uh, germane to a healthy relationship with the owner. hundred percent. There's, you know, a lot of times these repairs occur, um, you know, we're fatigued, we're in a hurry, we're under pressure. Um, and we do want that for the owner, for the mechanic, for, for everybody involved. It's just a, it's a win, win, win. There's, there's no losers here. Let's go into the specifics if we can, with regard to how safety deck works for companies. Can you maybe walk us through an example of why using something like safety deck is so important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the primary equipment that we install this on is, you know, air cooled chillers or packaged RTUs. Um, but that's not to say we can't do other stuff. So when we do have those piece of kit, um, the process is very simple. You know, we can identify almost everything we need from the equipment submittals. Once we have a dimension from the condenser end, you know, we take a look at that, and then that that system is designed to permanently attach to the base rail of the equipment. So almost custom. The good thing with this is because it's packaged, it can be used over and over again once we have the first one. And you know, as we've gone through this already, and we have a huge block of, of models that we've already installed this on and we already have ready to go. Um, so it, it can just keep that engineering continued and we can continue to use it over and over. Um, the good thing with that is we also provide 3D models of this for the end user. So if, if you have a situation where you know the contractor wants to add this into the project model for clash detection and you know other obstructions, this is something we can do upfront. Um, or if you have a situation where you're adding this after the fact as a retrofit, it's pretty easy for us to design around, say, piping that may be in the way or you know other obstructions that we have. So it scales really well. Um, and that's what kind of makes it really powerful. We can make this thing as, as big or as small as needed to, to fully fit the, the unit. Also to add to that, you know, we have engineers on staff that are fully uh, PE'd. So we can do engineering stamp and calc drawings as required, you know, per site. And then there's also, you know, three different finishes we can make this. We can make it a, a paint, a powder coat, or galvanized. So we have a couple of different options there where we can kind of work around what what the owner and user would like to see. Nathan, I'm curious, is this a product that is uh, equipment brand name agnostic or is it only specified for certain brands of equipment? No, and that that's a that's a great great point. We we've put these on almost every single model or type of OEM at this point. Um, like like I kind of mentioned with the scaling, they're very similar you know, between the different manufacturers and models. So once you have that first one, it's a pretty easy, you know, modification to get it up to the next size or scale it down to fit. Gotcha. Thank you. Nathan, to your point, we talk about workaround several times in that, that answer. Let's talk about implementation. What do interested companies need to be aware of with regard to logistics and then time needed for installation? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, safety is changing. It's something that is more relevant now than it ever has been. And, you know, the owners are standards are changing and safety is a priority for, for everyone. So install itself is extremely easy on these. Um, we'll, we'll show a video here to kind of show what that looks like. But I always joke if uh, two salesmen can put it together in a couple hours, I'm sure, I'm sure our service teams can do just as good, if not, if not better. Um, 
typical lead times for this somewhere in the six to eight week range. But I mean, we can always do it quicker kind of based on, on what we have. I'm just, I'm excited to see it. I mean, we've talked about it and I've got this mental picture. So I'm, I'm excited to see the video to, to look at this thing in real life where we can get a good feel for it. You'll get a look at this in the video, but if you're, if you're planning an install, um, logistics of getting safety decks going to arrive, it's almost like an Ikea skid, you know, it's all laid out flat, broken down, everything that you need on one skid and labeled to tag the unit. Getting it to the unit is the is the trick. You may need to fly it. Um, you may uh, need to disassemble the uh, the packing material and take it stick piece by piece up to the unit wherever the unit's at. Uh, make that your your uh, part of your logistics plan on how you plan to get it to the unit. Getting it to the unit is often more difficult than putting it on the unit. So that that's a good point. If we're if we're trying to uh install this on a new piece of equipment can it be installed while it's on the ground and then it flies up as an assembly you could fly it we've never seen that done before but it could be done so the the attachment is specific and that's kind of where the patent comes into play for us uh, we didn't really talk about that but as we went through this design we we realized we had something Right, so we we took that and went with it and submitted patent for the attachment mechanism to the actual base rail, and that's important because that is the only location on on the unit that can support a 5,000 pound fall load um, per per those OSHA standards that we discussed, and and with that, you know that attachment to that structure of the base rail is key in you know creating those those ratings. So the secret sauce is in how your apparatus connects to the base of the equipment. And that's, that's where the love and the money are. Yeah, it is. Because when you, <laughs> I mean, you can get up on top of the unit and you're protected because of the railing and we could make it much less robust if we just needed to protect you from falling off the edge of the railing. But here's the secret. When you pull a fan motor, you now have an unprotected edge, right? Depending on the size of your condenser, it's a significant drop from that unprotected edge into the condenser. You need to be tied off if you're going to do it by the book. And if you look at the top of every vertical upright on every safety deck product, there is a, a colored shackle that's rated. You're never going to generate a 5,000 pound fall load rating point without an attachment to some substantial structure. Any kind of unitary package equipment, air cooled chiller, package rooftop unit, that's the base rail. That's what we used to hook the crane up to it and pick it up. That's got the most beef and the most structure in the entire piece of equipment. Ryan and Nathan, I want to pose this to both of you. A little bit of a personal question here. You're both co-creators of this. What does that feel like? I mean, we've clearly talked about the need for so many companies to at least think about this and the potential, I mean, literally life-saving capabilities that this has. So how does that feel to kind of see this all come to fruition? Yeah, it's it's been interesting to see this kind of from the ground up. You know, when, when we first started this, it was a, hey, let's put something together, let's design it, and let's kind of just figure out what works. And, you know, seeing it now and seeing the different iterations that we've come out with and kind of to the final product that we have, it's it's really cool to see that we are actually creating something that, you know, is making it safer for people. It's exciting. Anytime you have um, somebody come to you with a, a, an ask and you can come up with something that didn't exist before and, and it works, um, 
It's incredibly exciting. You know, we've done a couple prototypes. We've installed almost a hundred of these now. Uh, to see it go from what it was at the beginning to what it is now, um, you know, obviously Nathan and I are super proud of it. Um, it's it's exciting to go through not only the development and the engineering and the implementation and working with people on it, but you know, I've never been exposed to a patent application, a patent lawyer and patent office and the drawings and the process that you go through that. And yeah, we're excited about it. And I can't wait for Nathan and I to get those plaques from the patent office that we can put up in our offices and, and point to that for the rest of our career is something that we did together as a team here. Uh, and it's not just me and Nathan, trust me, man, way more people involved with this than just us. We, we are privileged enough to be the front person, the front people for it. Um, but it's, it's, it feels really good to, to be a part of a team that, that helped create this and then, and, and deliver it to people who, um, who find value in it. Speaking of value, final thoughts as we're wrapping up here and, and of course, letting people know if they want more information, if they're listening to this and saying, I want, I want to know more, maybe want to kind of, you know, go the next step. Where do they go? What can you kind of give as the, the final push here as we're getting ready to close out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for, for contact, you can reach out to Ryan and I. We both have um, safety deck emails that we can put up at the end of the video so you guys can see that. We're happy to share IOM documentation. We're happy to share um, you know, all the different brochures and other items that you can pass along to your end user. We have engineering specs. We have other type of schedule note and details that we can share, kind of all that stockpiled, ready to go. Um, as far as final thoughts, you know, one of the things that I would say is this is an excellent opportunity for, for people on site to do, um, you know, pre-job safety audits or when you're, you're talking to an owner about, you know, service contracts or a blind spot in the industry, you know, this is something that we can take to them and, you know, possibly roll into an extended service agreement or something that we can spread out over the next five years. So it's a powerful tool to be able to take that to them and show them, you know, that this is something that we have right now that we can we can fix. Final thoughts, you know, we are, we're on top of these air-cooled condensing pieces of equipment way more than people might realize. Conservatively in the US, there are over 320,000 replacement fan motors sold every year. That's just, on-demand service replacement work. We should be up on top of these units quarterly doing fan inspections. That's a lot of trips to the top of an air-cooled condenser. Think about that across the entire network of, of companies out there um, and think about Safety Deck as the right tool to make sure that we're doing this work as safely as possible. Um, this is phenomenal. Thank you guys for inviting us and giving us an opportunity yeah. to share this with you. And it, it's been an exciting experience. You know, we talked about a little bit about experiences that Nathan and I have had through this. We've never done anything like this before. Nobody at Hoffman has. I mean, just having an opportunity to come out here and share what we've done. And, you know, I, I wish there was a way for us to give some credit to some of the other folks in our in our group who have been involved in it. But, you know, they know who they are. And and um, and they'll they'll see this too, you know. And I hope it's my hope that they see their work in this, and that when well, we are you know out here in, in the you know every band has a frontman, a drummer, and a bassist, right? <laughs> and we've got a lot of drummers and bassists who lay down the beats behind us that that make this kind of stuff possible. And we're 
um, we're excited to share it for all of our all of our uh, you know behalf. Well said, guys. I'm I'm uh, really intrigued by it. I think that there's a lot of need for it. You know, I'm as uh, Ryan alluded to earlier. There's a whole lot of equipment out there that uh, you know when you think back or, or you look ahead, either. It needs to be done. There, there is a hole in the industry from a safety standpoint of what happens when you have a four foot diameter hole in the top of a piece of equipment. Um, so um, thank you for sharing all of your insights with us. It's, uh, it's good to, to keep uh, new products and new ideas flowing, you know, and our industry uh, has a tendency to be a little bit slow to adapt, adjust and overcome. But uh, I think as long as we can keep Having young folks, uh, Nathan, like you out there pushing the ball forward, we're, we're going to be in good shape and we're going to keep learning. And uh, no offense, Ryan, but uh, I, I fall <laughs> into your category, right? Yeah, well, you know, there's uh, there's something to be said for um, for experience, right, in these matters. Yeah. <laughs> Seasoning. Seasoning. Nathan Sollenberger, co-creator of the Safety Deck product, Ryan Kerfine, co-creator of the Safety Deck product, and of course, Greg Crumpton, VP of Service Logic. Pleasure to have all three of you for the conversation today. Really enjoyed this conversation, and it's it's a needed one because clearly a lot of people can be benefiting from this. So thank you all for your time today. Thank, thank you, Michelle. Great Thanks, job. Michelle. Thanks, guys. And thank you all for tuning in and listening to Conversations from the Edge, a podcast brought to you by ServiceLogic. Of course, you can visit the ServiceLogic website for more information on the company. And of course, subscribe to the podcast. You can hear more great conversations like the one today. I'm your host, Michelle Dolan Mooney. Once again, thanks for joining us. We hope to see you soon. Music.